0: Welcome to Double Burst, a podcast about Dice Masters. We are a group of Utah players that want to bring you the latest Dice Masters, news, strategies, tips, and more. Whether you're a new or seasoned player, we hope this show has something for you. I'm KT Data, one of your hosts, and welcome to episode 53. In this episode, we'll be talking about our predictions for Origins, why you would want to hit yourself in the game, and wrapping it all up with the user-requested Brewing Buddies. So let's kick it off with our predictions for Origins. Okay, guys, we are here with the Brown Messiah. How are you doing today, my friend? Doing great. How about yourself? Uh, I'm excited because we decided that by the time this episode posts, we're actually going to be about a week or two before Origins, which is where WizKids is holding their Nationals and Worlds competition. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, it's going to be held at Origins in Columbus, Ohio. Mm -hmm.
0: Um, And the exact dates, if I can get...
1: I believe it's June, June 16th through the 20th or something like that. I know it's that weekend of the 17th and 18th. Yeah, it is the
0: 14th through the 18th. Okay. I know the Dice Master events will be going on the tail end of...
1: Yeah, week. it's so usually towards, the weekend. I think most of the bigger tournaments um, for more more of the other games are held towards the end of the week. Mm-hmm. And so the, the reason why we had you on, because you were there
0: mm-hmm. last year.
1: Yeah, um, yeah, I went last year. Um, it was a blast. Uh, I had never been to any big sort of big gaming convention before um, and be there for Dice Masters um and also for a little, uh, little get a little bit of exposure out there uh for the for double burst it was really great can,
0: can you believe that was yeah that was barely like a, had year, launched maybe we, a
1: month oh man it was only like <laughs> a month for real yeah. it was like i feel like it was only like a couple of weeks and i was like because yeah this is
0: episode 53 so we've barely finished
1: yeah we've been year. out a year <laughs> <now. That's
0: laughs> um so um, what what I kind of wanted to talk about is, first of all, like, as somebody who's gone before, what should a new player expect? Because I know I'm going to be there this year. Mm-hmm. What should I be looking for? Because I know it's a very, very large convention with a lot of things going mm-hmm. on. Is there, like, anything that I should make sure I get done first when I'm
1: there? Uh-huh. Um, unfortunately, I was only able to go for the three days that the Dice Masters events were. Um, so I wasn't able to check out the convention too much. However, I was able to, uh, you know, walk around in between rounds or... Actually more like in between um each day or whatever at the end of it. Um and it was it was really cool just seeing all of these different vendors selling all of their different wares and everything and, and then also going over to the WizKids booth and showing off um what they have to That's in store for that was what was it the first our first views at the White Lantern wasn't it yeah it was Green Arrow Arrow Flash Flash. and then also a a spoiler for Deadpool as well as I remember that
0: surprised the last two sets that's come out Um, (laughs) right (laughs) um, so like in terms of dice masters and stuff is there like a specific area you got to go find Um, when you're registering yeah how does how
1: does that work after so usually the way it works is you have to go and you go and you register uh, you check in you get your badge your lanyard. the the lanyard's actually kind of cool. They have like a coloring system in which like how many years they've been going. Uh and then they have a big tournament area usually towards the the end of the, the convention hall. Um and that's where all of the tournaments are held. That's where Hero is held, that's where uh you know, anything from you know x wing to start I, all of the wizkid stuff is in one area mm-hmm. so you should be looking for a giant wizkid sign exactly
0: somewhere do they just cuz i know here they only take cash for registration do they? i believe there they only took cash as well okay so that that's something if you're traveling um make sure you have can the, the, you know cash to do that cuz they won't probably won't be taking cards, but that could change. We're not WizKids. Exactly. But that's always kind of a good tips to have.
1: And um, how did they organize kind of the tournaments? Because
0: so I know the, they have both side events and
1: then the right. main events going on. So they so had, so the first day was the um, national qualifier, or was nationals and then the qualifier to get into worlds as well. So if you didn't qualify to get into worlds, you didn't get into nationals, um, you can play in that day to get into the into the world tournament the next day. Um. M- on that day, they didn't have a whole lot of side events, or the side events that they did do, they were towards kind of towards the end of the mm-hmm. rounds. Yeah, when, when people were dropping or Yeah, whatever. exactly. And they just kind of sectioned the sectioned them off into into different little pods. Um, there were, like, I want to say at least 20, 20 or 30 long tables or something that just were filled with, like, oh, on one side it was Hero Clicks and the other side it was Dice Masters. And they were at least a good, I don't know, 20 feet long or something like Mm -hmm. that. These are huge tables and everything for people to play on. And so they were able to section off a nice little area um, for the drafters and all the side events and everything.
0: Okay. Um, So, yeah, so that was kind of, you know, I wanted to always cover a little bit of those logistical things, Mm -hmm. especially if it's going to be your first time at Origins Games or like myself. Um, And one thing, if you guys see me, come say hi. Um, But the other thing we wanted to talk about is we have, so we have, Batman's going to probably be the only new set that we've kind of seen okay. from that last WKO mm-hmm. to where we're going to see at Nationals and Worlds. So I mm-hmm. wanted to talk
1: to you about... What What do you think we're going to see well, in terms um, of teams? I, now I have to clarify. Modern, it'll be modern. Yeah, it'll, it'll be, this, we'll be, this we'll will, be in yeah. the age... This break, will be the break, first break, you
0: know. um, major Kids event where modern is. So that mm-hmm. means you only have Warlight sets and newer mm-hmm. that are available. So you're With ban- the ban of Bard as yeah, well. Yeah, with Bard being banned too, so... Um, it's going to be really interesting to see, but mm-hmm. I wanted to kind of see what, what what do you have predictions on what we'll see?
1: Um, well, I've always been one to think that uh, the two energy fixers um, from Green Arrow Flash, Gorilla Grodd, and Merlin, both rares. Uh, Grodd um, does Grod side kicks the Fists, and then Merlin does Mer- sidekick to, side to Bolt. bolt. Um, I've always uh, thought, and everybody here knows, that I think that those two are going to be really, really huge and competitive, uh, mostly because um, they can't be blocked by, except by crossover characters. And so this is just a good way. It's it's kind of like a backup. Um, it's like an alternate win condition, mm-hmm. where it's like, you sit down, you don't know, you, you see your opponent's team, you say, oh, it's Ultraman, or it's, you know, something a uh, bigger lantern ring some, something that you know you can't outpay, or you know that you don't really have a solid way to beat like or in a long slugfest that you'll beat um, these two energy these two uh, characters will be a good way to kind of bypass that and just be like okay well I'm just going to have to rush them really quick and get in my damage unblockable because not a lot of people are going to be running not a lot of people usually do tend to run crossover characters
0: mm-hmm. yeah and it seems like I think Merlin is the cheaper of the two cuz Merlin's a six bolt to Where, five actually or five bolt and then Grodd is the sixth right. fist um so he's a little bit easier to reach because you can use his global to exactly. buy him as fast as you can downside is i think his attack's a little lower than Grodd yeah he only tops out at about five three whereas
1: Grodd's a seven seven mm-hmm. on top level
0: so yeah i i could see that kind of as a secondary ring condition but it's kind of funny that you mentioned both the bolts and the masks um if if you've heard kind of some of the things we've talked about like on the breakdown I still think la- rare lantern ring teams oh, yeah. will will be prevalent and it's th- this global is n- going to do nothing but help them. Exactly. Get more energy.
1: Yeah, back. um a lot of uh the lantern ring I think will just kind of replace what bard was back in the day. Um although that,
0: that's that's kind of how it happened when bard came out people right. would just
1: build a lantern ring team and then put bard in and it was just just, it was just kind of yeah, it was just a little a lot better. Um, I think I think lantern rings are just going to take t- take the place of bard. Uh, I think you'll also now now with the emergence of uh, Ultraman as well. I think we'll be we'll be seeing a lot of that mm-hmm. and more on that later in the show. Um, we'll also be um, probably seeing some uh, multiple a lot of multiple man mm-hmm. teams as well, just because that six. I, I so I had actually never played multiple man until a couple weeks ago, and it was insane. It's pretty insane how quickly you know you swarm into all those characters, and then you have like sometimes three, four, fours in the field, and it's kind of in a,
0: you yeah. know... Yeah. And if you're playing that, it with a lantern ring... Exactly. You win if you get the, the, the masks for mm-hmm. it, and you still kind of win when it's on the field because they're on the field and you can get more energy anyway or attack for more damage exactly. with, with
1: just the character. It's only because so. it's the best, ma- uh, the best energy type to run those lantern ring teams. <laughs> Throwback! <laughs> 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 if you guys haven't heard, <laughs> check out our battle for the rings
0: segment. Uh, we did a couple... Months ago now. Yeah. <laughs> like, um, um. Well. Also. Let's see here. I don't. Like, w- <sighs> are you? So. And there's a couple. So. If, you know. The Ultraman team. I think is going to be probably mm. the prevailing. I think is. I think that's judge, the favorite. Just judging by people's discussions online. Um, that seems to be the favorite, but I'm kind of interested to see some of these more modern teams that we may you know that have been creeping around. So right. mentioned Gorilla Grodd with the global, which is, is rare. Uh-huh. But then there's the uncommon the Gorilla Grodd, which gives plus one attack and overcrush, and overcrush to characters. And um, full disclaimer: we recorded this before Batman came out, but we know that Batman has a lot of cheap two cost characters.
1: Right? Could we see a version of that team coming out? Oh, I think I think. I'm- definitely think we could see that um with uh so the other day when we played on our pdc I le- and leading up to it i had been thinking okay well now that now in modern now that we don't have and in pdc we don't have any pxg we don't have any way to like really quickly bypass your bag into like being able to buy your more expensive characters well how can we get those seven cost six cost characters that are really solid win conditions out into the field quicker so I think um to get into that is you'll use you'll see a lot of chalkboard and with the energy fixtures as well. So
0: the chalkboard is pay a shield the first die you buy that turn. Correct. You move it to your you move it over area. in your in
1: your uh, prep area. And the way I was actually making it work was is I was using momentum. It's one cost with the one cost basic action. Um so and if I went first, if if I went so that way if I went first or second it didn't matter. I was able to consistently either buy Gorilla Grodd or um Dormammu on turn 2. Um, and so you, you know, you basically what it is, is you have a, you roll, you have a sidekick out, you chalkboard your momentum, you roll. And then the next turn you roll four sidekicks, uh, the momentum, and then you also have the energy, um, from the, the sidekick in the field. So you're able to, um, either chalkboard. So if you go first, you can chalkboard a sixth cost turn to, or you can, or if you go second, you can actually chalkboard a seven cost um, on turn two, which is going to be a really, really good way to like get into that seven cost grad, Um, and then with all those cheap characters, like you said, you know, all you have to do is just buy, you know, more, uh, multiple mans, you know, um, you buy, uh, you can buy the foot, the foot ninjas, um, Tell Me out here. What, what are yeah, some of the, the other the low cost, cost ones? because uh, yeah, a lot of them are in the Batman
0: ones. Because I, I know there's like even like Bat Hound or something that gets boosted for uh, the, also the Wongs as yeah. well. Yeah, the, the Wongs, those, 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 those I think,
1: I think the I think Wong is actually also going to be really, really big. Um, because he's a, because he's a two cost fist, um, his stat line is super awesome 2 2, 3 3, and 4 3. He's an ally, and he's got fast, and that fast is really fast what makes is his is, is really really what makes his his stat line and everything great. Because if your if your opponent just has all a bunch of sidekicks and you don't, you're just wanting to clear out, all you have to do is attack. Okay, they're going to take two, three, or four damage um, if they let it through. But if you've got like three or four wongs coming in at you, that that begins to yeah, it's it's, it's grueling. I mean, because the fast is actually
0: one, is the main reason I think the rare Miguel O'Hara from Deadpool is so mm-hmm. good. It's because like his back from more abilities is kind of cool because you're pinging damage off one by one, but he's so he's, he's a four and a five, five on each side. Mm-hmm. And that's not that bad until you put in
1: fast we're like fast luck. is <laughs> fast know? is a very very strong mechanic in my opinion or uh, er, and it is and it because it spans from so many different ccgs from magic to pokemon to, to here um and it's just being able to have an a, a character that'll does their damage quick, you know, quicker and you know faster than um than your opponent's character to be able to knock them out is really can be really detrimental um to your opponent, you know, and it's and really beneficial to yourself. Mm-hmm. So, like, yeah, I, I think
0: those are kind of the the big teams that we'll see. Um, and I'm, I'm really hoping that there'll be some of those side events. They'll be doing draft and Batman so I can mm-hmm. fill out my collection. That's, all, <laughs> that's always good, right, to have? Um, and then so wh- uh, the last thing I wanted to ask you is how long did your day go in terms of the turn- uh, when, you're,
1: when you're actually playing? In so the when you're actually playing, we started at about, I want to say, like, 11 o'clock or something like that. Um, maybe. Yeah, yeah, about 11 o'clock. We got done maybe around 6, maybe 5 o'clock at So, the So prepare for pretty much yeah, get you know, ready, a work get, day of Get ready for a long masters. day, you know. Um, we, we, hydrate we, yourself. Yeah. Get a good night rest before.
0: Um, <laughs> yeah, which funny is, like, it sounds like it's done, but we're playing Dice Masters yeah, all day. exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's still so cool. And
1: it's it's, right. it's, it is, can be mentally grueling for any, any game or from any game, you know. It's like you're playing this game you, at competitively at a, such a high level that you any mistake um, and you're done for, you know. Like mm-hmm. you have to be really, really on, on top of your mental game and everything. So, uh, be ready for that. Yep. Yeah. Definitely. And
0: and like I said, if you see us anywhere, just come up and say hi. I know I'll be there, and Doctor J is going to be there
1: for sure. So just come up and say. But if you do see Doctor J,
0: don't say hi. Say you're wrong, Doctor. Just J. tell him. Yeah. You
1: just tell him. Hey, Russ has got the greatest ideas in the world. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Just, yeah, just be like that. Do me that favor. Um, and then the last thing I want to announce, because I know WizKids had sent out an email, but it was kind of hidden in mm-hmm. their announcements, is they, they do this at Origins every year. Is they have a fan appreciation presentation. So this year it's going to be at the greatest Col- Greater Columbus Convention Center in room A216. Um, and it's going to take place on Friday, June 16th at 8.30 p.m. So it's a little bit later. Um,
1: and then make sure you're paying attention to this because I actually missed out on this. <laughs> yeah. I, I was, I was like had a long day and everything and I just kind of wanted to get out of there and totally forgot about it and didn't get to see any of the spoilers. But yeah, so be sure to remember yeah. about this one. Yeah. So, and it's
0: first come first serve. So I, I as far as I know, it fills up
1: yeah, fairly quickly. So does. people like line
0: up to get into this convention center. So, um, if you guys are there, make sure you you check in and hopefully you'll see me running around somewhere to trying to get all the information so we can bring it to you. So, But if you guys can't make it to Origins, um, keep an eye on our Facebook page and on Twitter at KTData, where we'll, I will try as humanly as possible to keep you guys updated to what's going on during the days, during the conventions, and during the whole thing. So, All right. Diego, thank you so much for talking to us. Um, if you guys have any questions about Origins or stuff, just shoot us an email, doubleburst at ktdata.net. Or leave it on our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash double burst. Um, but we'll see you a little bit later on in the show. We'll, we'll we'll be brewing a little bit for Origins because that's the first modern event that we'll have. Can't wait. Okay, we are here with the KO King. How are you doing today, Russ? Good. Um, I'm excited for this topic because I think this is one of those more advanced topics that I know I still struggle with and definitely new players kind of don't understand and that is the whole concept of hitting yourself so taking damage to your actual 20 life count point you know where if you're a new player you're thinking why would I ever want to do that I'm making it easier for my opponent to beat me right um so like why would you want to take damage to yourself instead of doing something else
2: there is a a number of cards in the game that do a lot of benefit when you take damage uh i think One that we've been playing a little bit with is is Batman Speedy Recovery. And he reads, whenever you take damage, KO a Batman die and return it to the field at level 2. So he's a four-cost mask. And the question would be, well, why would you want to return him to the field at level 2 if he's a level 3? Because he would trigger any of your characters that, say, when KO'd. So pair him with a Baron Zemo As an example, you've just made Baron Baron Zemo unblockable. unblockable. So you you could use Luke Cage Global because that's probably the easiest way to punch yourself in the face. Which Uh,
0: Luke Cage deals you one damage
2: and deals your opponent one damage. Right. So with Batman Speedy Recovery, I have him in the field. Use Luke Cage Global. All of a sudden, now my Baron Zemo is unblockable. And then you add we we all know that I like the combo, so you had that with uh, heroic defense, and I'm paying a fist, I'm gaining life, so I'm actually netting netting a gain one if he's on level two. If he's on level three, then I, I net two. So every fist, I'm gaining a life, my opponent's losing a life, and my Baron Zemo's unblockable. Or if I also have Bruce Wayne in the field, who uh, I was playing him yesterday in the PDC, if,
0: if he, he has a global that says you pay a fist, no, that's a different or, Batman. Or, or, so the
2: the or, Bruce Wayne would be oh, the one the that can. W- oh yeah the, rare, yeah, the rare, yeah, the right? the rare Bruce so Wayne. So yeah,
0: this is this is my favorite Bruce Wayne because I, I mean I built an entire Bat Family right. team out of it. But it's the if one of your opponent, if one of your characters is KO, does not have to be a Bat Family. Uh, you may move a Batman die from your prep area or from your bag to the field on level three, and you capture a level one or two character.
2: Right. So I could. In essence, I could use, if I have everything out, let's say I have a Bruce Wayne out, a Batman, and a Baron Zemo, and I have another Batman purchased, I could pay a fist, KO my Batman, capture something in their field. Baron Zemo's unblockable, and if I have heroic defense... I'm gaining life. Mm -hmm. And I can repeat that. And you can get another Batman on the field and capture something else. Right. So, I mean, you could... It sounds like there's a lot that needs to take place for that, but when, especially in casual play, you know, if you're playing against a Beholder or Ultraman, something that's fast, it isn't going to work. It's more of a control style, and you really have to know what you're doing to, to pace yourself on those. But, you know, pay a bunch of fists capture all their characters gain life
0: and batman's beefy already right. so
2: so because oddly
0: enough like i tell people this where um so where, where some people are, are are like that sounds weird is like you really only want one batman in the field because right just use the other ones because if because because uh, the last place you want it to be is in the prep area um in the second to last place i would say would be in the field because he can't capture again. If you, or you can't feel them on level three again. And if it's just a body there, right? You know, you're just moving it. So I always say attack with them because he's beefy enough where you could knock something out and cause your opponent to yeah. dwindle their defenses down. Yeah,
2: so anything that, any ability that would trigger when your character's KO'd works with that Batman, anything that says when you take damage can can pair very well mm-hmm. with the Luke Cage. So, like, Vicious Struggle uh, had a, a very good run in competitive. I I still think there might be a place for it somewhere. Mm-hmm. I mean, we don't yeah. like it but as much, might, but you take yeah, out the kobolds. Yeah. And, you, may, you, you might not want to play, play right.
0: that meta game as your main thing because everybody knows how to play right. it now, but it seems like it actually would be a good supplement to yeah. another team.
2: Right. I mean, if you have Vicious Struggle and Luke Cage... You need to make sure you have cheap fists because your opponent may end up coming with Wong and and going that route. But basically, vicious struggle is if you take damage, your opponent takes. Is it equal or one more?
0: Uh. So when so you take so you deal the equal amount of damage that you took. Right. So the the, re- the reason why you think it's one more is because they take yeah. that one from Luke Cage also. Right. Um. So that's, I mean, that's a good one. And, the, like, I, and I swear this is a saving grace that they put in is that if you take damage from Vicious Struggle, Vicious Struggle isn't triggering right. again,
2: which... Yeah, that, I think that would be broken. Yeah, so broken. <laughs> but you... So I know that life gain doesn't get a lot of love in the game, but I, I, I think life gain is vital, and maybe it's because I like punching myself in the face or, or working down that path. There are small life gains in the game that are very beneficial that don't cause you to build life gain. If that makes sense, yeah. like heroic defense is going to build my characters up, and at the same time, anytime they get KO'd, I gain life. And we're not talking like one or two. If I attack with a bunch of level three characters with with bad defense, my opponent's going to knock them out, and I can take a game from, you know, ten ten life to to 20 yeah. life pretty quick. Because you, you did that against me the other day right. when,
0: when we were playing. Like, I had you down to probably like eight or something. yeah You, I took, you brought it all the way yeah, back to Yeah, I took that
2: She-Hulk. It was in our league. I took that She-Hulk pretty quick, pretty early, and I, I was able to whittle myself back up in life. There are – don't look at like massive life gains. One or two life gain is good if you're going to play a that's, style that, where you're going to punch yourself.
0: Well, yeah, that may be all you need because that that's the – I tell people when you play the vicious struggle game, you just need to be one higher than your opponent. Yeah. That's all you need is right. one higher. And,
2: and you if, can win. if your opponent brings Luke Cage, uh, I love when my opponent brings Luke Cage and I have life gain on my team um, because Luke Cage might be a part of their team and they start to punch early and then you get the life uh, Life gain going and you start using Luke Cage against them. It's really nice. Um, and then... Yeah, we we, need to do, we might need to do a refresher segment on life gain
0: because I know we've done it yeah. in the past, but I seriously struggle with this <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> where, where I'm like, oh, I can take that damage. I'm like, oh, crap, I just went past that point. Right.
2: It's always a you know, little return. part of my team, and it's usually a second, like probably a fourth, fifth tier ability in my team, but I like to have it for the Luke Cage type stuff where I'm going to punch myself mm-hmm. in the face. Yeah.
0: If you guys want to hear that refresher, let us know. at Doubleburst.ktdata.net.
2: So there's other ways to... I don't know, punch yourself in the face, if that makes sense, in the sense of getting rid of characters. Something I've been working a lot with yesterday, and it was a part of PDC for me yesterday, was I,
0: probably the, the Batman. Yeah, the, the original punch yourself in the face, I'd probably say, is KO and your Scarecrow, right? Yeah. Because that makes zero sense if you think about it. I'm reducing a blocker on purpose. Why?
2: Yeah, he's... He's nice. So I've paired him actually recently with Batman, and I'm frustrated with myself that I didn't figure this out before. I think I've had even listeners tell us about it, but the Batman uh, World's Finest Global that reads, pay a fist, KO target level one villain, or Superman-affiliated character die unless your opponent pays two life.
0: Yeah, all the starter Batman from World's Finest have that.
2: So... I I actually just pair them with the natural leader that that costs one less. Yeah, I don't know
0: why I never like thought about this global as much as I should have. (laughs) Yeah, because I used to play natural leader all the time.
2: (laughs) Right. So this global and the scarecrow on level one, and and then uh,
0: I just thought of something. Bruce Wayne on there. What 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 what's the max defense on a scarecrow? Two. So I just looked at. The, Max is a- s- the six cost Batman crime fighter when you take damage deal four damage to target villain or superhero die which one? Oh, <laughs> it's the uh, it's the third starter so it's a six cost so it's a little bit more but I'm like hmm
2: yeah that that would definitely definitely work because your opponent that's another reason like this vengeance there's a few vengeance uh, I think the the commissioner Gordon from World's Finest has something good too. So these, and he has the global where you right, pay the f- and two fists
0: to deal one damage. I think there's player. a
2: Superman that allows you to buy by paying life. Uh, if like pay for life, you buy if your if your Clark Kent was mm-hmm. KO'd yeah. w- during combat damage. So there's a, when you are using life as a resource to buy stuff to damage things. If you have a little bit of life gain, it helps, but. But don't be afraid of that. Uh, there's nice aspects to it. So, for instance, I I use the discount one, and then I have the Bruce Wayne and my Scarecrow. It it may seem redundant, but I can get... You're you essentially know, taking
0: I'm, two characters. Right, I'm taking
2: care two characters every time my Scarecrow gets KO'd, and I get to control one of them. So mm-hmm. yesterday, like against Alex, I was taking his two Ronins out of the field. I couldn't... You know, if I took one, they could. He still he has the ability. Yep. So, you know, I'm paying two fists, and I happen to actually have. If everything's going, I have Babs in the field too, and Unstable Canister. So ideally, I have three or four question marks, and I'm asking my opponent if they want to pay life, and then if they don't, then I then I get take one of their characters, and if they do, then I make them pay all four. But then I also have the ability to. To ping out my scarecrow, who is at two uh, defense with unstable canister, so it's kind of a catch twenty-two. Do they want to make me pay the bolts to KO, or do they want to make, you know, pay pay the life to save my scarecrow? And actually, I really enjoyed the match with Alex yesterday because he had scarecrow, so I took my scarecrow.
0: <laughs> two just went to three for you,
2: <laughs> right? So I just I allowed him to or. You know, he had to pay to save my Scarecrow. Then I KO'd my Scarecrow anyway, and then I made him pay to save his own Scarecrow so it didn't KO. So, and I use mutation with that. But it's this idea of, you know, putting your opponent in a bad decision. If And it works with any any villains, right? You're, you're causing your opponent to pay, and they may want to save your character, but you mm-hmm. want that character to be KO'd or any character of theirs. So there are globals out there that punch in the face. Think about the KO ability. I know we all know that I, I love that ability. That's why you're
0: the king. Um, so uh, so this is one thing I want to ask you about because this is the one thing I, about, the one th- I mentioned a little bit I struggle with is when you're making that decision to take the two damage, what should you be considering and what are the, you know, because I'm, I'm always, like I know when I get around, especially around that 10 10 life, I'm a little weary about taking the damage, and sometimes I'm being too overconfident when I'm at 20. I'm like, oh, I can do that. And next thing I know, I am down to that 10, 10 yeah. damage where I could just lose the game from that. So kind of what what should your kind of thought process go through when you're trying to decide if you take it or not?
2: So I'll look at it from, because I really haven't been forced to it in into it by opponents, but I look at what I'm hoping they do, If I have three fists and I have a scarecrow and they have, let's say, two Ronins, I'm hoping that they pay the life, right? You have to balance it between paying the life and what damage can be done if I just KO the character. Uh, I played Zach with his Ultraman team yesterday and I didn't win. I was able to pressure his decisions to... Because as Ultraman luckily came out on level one, to force some decisions, so that global really allows you to to cause your opponent to make terrible decisions, you know, and that's that allows better gameplay. Uh, I found myself in my mind yesterday in our PDC because we play so much casual, almost explaining to my opponent what I was going to do, <laughs> so that they were aware. But then I I. I caught myself because there was a few times like if my opponent did pay the life, game would have been over because I would have made him pay it two or three times Mm -hmm. and then I could KO my scarecrow anyway. They would have taken the six damage plus everything that would have come through in the field. So really pay attention to what what fully surrounds. You know, if you're playing someone that has a scarecrow, and they're asking if you want to pay life, imagine worst-case scenario character they're going to take from you, right? So are they going to take, you know, are they going to take a big character of yours that's going to swing huge, or are they going to take an oracle that's going to be one damage that's going to slow them down? Right. So force that decision and then hope that your opponent makes the wrong one and if you're facing that like i said imagine worst case scenario we all we all know that i love to take the the biggest hammer that my opponent has if i am facing a ronin and i take your ronin so you're going to take damage but that maybe that's all you have in the field worst case scenario you're going to take what 3 and then if they mm-hmm. if you have a L it's going to be 5 So I tend to do the math in my head, especially you guys know that I'm working on my aggro play style. So I'm trying to evolve in that way. So I'm kind of working on this where I feel there's a pivot point in the game where I can take take that much life if you attack. So it's okay for me to leave my field open. Worst case scenario, I think you're going to get 10 through next turn, and that's with amazing rolls. I can bounce back from 10, but I can hit you for six. I have a little bit of life gain over here, so I'm gonna, I'm then going to bounce back a little bit. So I like to do that math, and that's why I'm not afraid to punch myself in the face. Then again, if I don't have life gain on my team, it becomes a, a lot more anxiety-provoking, which I think I kind of get a rush out of. <laughs> but, you know, it's that you only need one life to win the game. Mm-hmm. You know, I've I've been in a lot of games where where players are willing to swing in, and I've done it myself too, where I swing in and then I realize, well, crap, I mathed that wrong. I <laughs> just gave them the game because yeah. they have two life and I only have eleven, and they already have, you know, eight in the field. They only need to fill two snap yeah. kicks.
0: Yeah, I, I'm glad that some people jump off the side of buildings with parachutes, <laughs> and you just yeah. decide to take damage in Dice Masters. Yeah. <laughs> to get so, the same rush.
2: I know we all get frustrated with me playing here, but I'm always playing that long scenario out in my head. I don't necessarily think it's the best thing, but try to math as you go. Figure out, you know, all right, he can hit me for seven next turn if he has amazing rolls. Right now I can swing to Wongs in, mm-hmm. and I'll hit him for six. And then I have this churn going that allows me to get characters back out. So don't be afraid to punch yourself in the face. I know it sounds weird. But look at KOing characters and also taking damage and what benefit you can do when you do take damage.
0: Mm -hmm. All right. Thank you so much for talking about this because, like like I said, I feel like this is a topic that comes up often. Um, And then you hear people mention, like, I know we've mentioned it before, is life as a resource. But it's a little bit of
2: managing those resources too, right?
0: Right. Other than just...
2: And there, are, it, there right. are those cards in the game right now that allow you to use life not only to win the game, but to purchase characters in the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so.
0: so if you guys have any questions or anything was confusing, let us know. Shoot us an email, doubleburst at ktdata.net or on our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash doubleburst. Russ, thank you so much. Don't leave yet. Put on your brewing cap because we're doing a new session on Brewing Buddies, and this was a request from one of you guys who listened out there, so we'll see you in a second. Okay, guys, we are back here with the Brown Messiah and the Ko King, gents. How you guys doing? Hey, hey, good. I am excited for this because we are. Ti- it's time to do another Brewing Buddies, and like I would mention to everybody, this is our segment where we want to take some teams. And if you if you want to submit teams, this one that we're talking about is a user submitted one. Um, shoot us an email saying, "Hey, I have an idea for this team. I um, can you help me." C- Figure out how to make this team viable. I know we have one or two
2: more teams. This turned into my favorite segment. Yeah, we,
0: we we've had one or we still have one or two. But so keep submitting them. We're trying to do it once a month. But if enough of you guys start sending. Us teams where we're going to get a large backlog, I think it'd be safe to say that we might do this every two yeah, weeks re- instead. Yeah,
1: recurring segment um,
0: there. So, like I said, shoot us a team. You can message us on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash double burst or shoot us an email,
1: burst at We'll bust out the cauldron start a kindling and
2: everything. Yeah. Well, I think this is this is what we do usually, yeah. even in the parking yeah. lot we, we, here. Yeah. We just yeah. kind of brew. And, <laughs> yeah. and we'll spend an hour, that's, we'll spend an hour that's after that's recording. What, just that's yeah, what we got
0: to do is I'll, I'll get one of those dry ice cauldrons too, and then we'll just crack it open, have LEDs, and just yeah, start yeah, brewing. There <laughs> you know. um, but so we, we had an email from, uh, crap, what was his name? Andy. Um, Andy Weekland, if I remember his last name. Now, if you're just thinking, that name... Sounds very familiar. Well, he just happens to be the UK WKO national champion. Congrats to him. (laughs) Um, So he sent an an email saying, do you guys think you could do a Brewing Buddies on how I can bring this team into modern? We'll go into his team in a second. I'm losing some main cards in Blue Eyes, Imprisoned, and Professor X. So what we'll be doing is actually brewing his, um, what do we call unlimited golden golden age? golden age team, team. and we'll bring it into the modern Modern. So the characters he has, of course, Ultraman, Kryptonite, Professor X, Trainer. It really doesn't matter because we're go- looking for the global in on that mm. one. Blue Eyes, White Dragon, monsters, Dragon. Again, looking for more of the global to pay a bolt and get Ultraman cheaper. Um, Rip Hunter's Chalkboard, When Am I? Another global kind of base thing. Um, and Andru- Andy, if we totally misinterpreted any of this, let us know. Mm. <laughs> um, Parallax, Source of Terror. That reroll is so imperative on Ultraman teams. Um, Elf Thief to steal his opponents. He mentioned that his meta was... A lot of mask ring teams so they're all obviously saving energy um, and then doom caliber night fiendish fighter again to help counter against those mask ring teams so you could get rid of the actual action die of the, ma- of the rare lantern ring his basic actions he used were imprisoned which um, and the front line so out of all of those that we mentioned that are going out in, um, when modern comes around mm-hmm. and um, actually when this comes out when modern is here is the professor x trainer the Blue Eyes, the Doom caliber, and then Prisoned.
2: Um, well, we all know the worst thing that he's going to lose mm-hmm. here is Blue Eyes. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. that's going to be the that, biggest detriment there.
0: Because I've, I've, I've uh, trust me, guys, I've played Ultraman since I got it from when the set mm-hmm. came out. Blue Eyes is is one of those nice cards to have. It's not a necessary card to have. It's when, necessary. When, when, when you're... And when everything, Kevin. <laughs> it's necessary when yeah. you want
1: to speed up. Yeah. When, when you want to <laughs> speed up, but it just, it changes how quickly you can get Being that Being able to get discounts yeah. on any sort of characters, yeah. any yeah. high cost yeah. of characters. Yeah. I would, you know, Being I,
2: able to KO anything, yeah. I
0: mean. But but if you're trying to decide which one would be more necessary would be Professor X or the Blue Eyes, I probably would have to say Professor X in that case. Yeah. Uh,
1: yeah. Probably just to make sure that you're churning through yeah. your bag a yeah. lot quicker and, and keeping things out yeah. of your the bag. The churn but, but, I think
2: yeah. is is big there. Yeah. I know we all think that Professor X is great for ramp, which he is, but Professor X is so great for con- yeah. like controlling, yeah, your making sure that your like bag is, is yeah. lean. I don't, and this is. I'm not just saying this. When I play Professor X, I don't use my bag ever.
0: Yeah, and mm-hmm. and that's why having both of them is good because you then get it for cheaper, right. and you're going to get it faster. Mm-hmm. Um, that that's why that's why it, I've noticed in Ultraman teams, the faster you can get Ultraman out is has right. the little edge of getting mm-hmm. him cheaper um, in terms of that, and then the Doom Caliber that that that's actually I think is pretty yeah one it, of the more consistent ways of getting rid of a yeah lantern ring action dice out
2: yeah so if i think that one's probably the easiest to kind of mm. update bring into mm-hmm. the modern. yeah you have uh Bleas, which is pretty much the same there's a few mm. others but i think i'd probably go bleeze i think she, isn't Cal's that the five, one that has a cool
1: think, full art? anyways so <laughs> no, I don't, she's I don't think She's got good art. She does anyway. have a really she's sweet <laughs> art on her. Um it's gonna be the rare one from War I think War it's of four Light. Cost. She's a four cost bolt. I think she's zero one one to field. Um but yeah, she's gonna be she's gonna be the best, I think, the best option to bring that to get yeah. that action hit. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And right. this is why I kinda like I kinda hate and like that WizKids left World Light in, but it's mm-hmm. kind of the last set that had consistent
2: right. action dice right. I I, I I wish think. that they would have Kept it, but got rid of the ring.
1: <laughs> yeah, basically just banned the ring, <laughs> yeah. like they did
2: at the. Ball. I mean, I do like the ring, but it it really mm-hmm. is so far different than. Yeah, their ability it's than the- it's
1: one of those cards that's just um, it, it, it's like Bard. I feel like it's like Bard, but it's just not as like clear cut, right? Run, you know, mm-hmm. like you still have some wiggle room there. Right. Yeah, and you still have to get. There's a slight chance because you
0: still got to mm-hmm. get the energy, the right energy, exactly. to, to have it fuel. So. We replace so say we replace that with please. we still have two spots from mm-hmm. the Professor X yeah. and the Blue Eyes. I would um, actually
2: well, keep Elf Thief on there. This is one of my thoughts. I'd keep Elf Thief on there only because so we I know I've tested against Ultraman and I think Green Arrow yeah, is an amazing that- stop to Ultraman.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Elf Thief on a team takes away the ability to do that so much. Yeah. And mm-hmm. you may actually get make them use two you, you could you could steal that two energy. Yeah. Because parallax spin is it still down, on the too. And then two. they don't even yeah. have to use a different global it right, can yeah. be on a one energy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's a that's a great keep that I think a lot of the Ultramans don't have.
1: I think I think also to to that also kind of leading into what uh, the other two things that I'm thinking here that he could replace. Um, if you're running like a two cost card like El Thief, like multiple man, um, even like the rare or even like the swarming foot ninjas, something that's going to give you two uh, energy. Um, early in the episode, I mentioned the little trick with um, my one cost basic action, and uh, basically being able to buy a six cost character on turn two. With that, by doing that, you are, you're now giving yourself two extra energy to at least buy Ultraman now on turn two. Um, so if you stick, so if you're sticking with you know the Elf Thief, um, you know that way that that's something that you can do is you can get rid of. Um, Professor Xavier. Um, for maybe an energy. If not, you can. You must. Yeah. Well. Yeah. You have to get rid of. Get, <laughs> so ra- get out of here, Baldy. Which,
2: which energy fixer would you?
1: I would go. go with I would go Merlin. I yeah. would go Merlin you, for you sure. Just, I mean, because I've I've
0: had times when I was playing in Golden with an Ultraman team, I just couldn't roll a bolt. To
1: yeah, Ultraman. I mean, get, being able to get that bolt to buy Ultraman because he's the, he knew you need that bolt to buy him is. Beautiful and and if you and if you're doing it the way I was doing it where I ha, where I keep a sidekick turn one, um uh, yeah. yeah, then then you you'll be able to ramp into I'm not and lying. And you'll, you'll be able to prep him so front line, turn.
2: if I'm not mistaken not having it right in front of me that has a pay life fist yeah yeah one, pay right? fist, so it's I, a fist I, I guess I'm kind of thinking well I could chisel him down mm-hmm. that way because they they have to block mm-hmm. so I could see. Geez, maybe two energy fixers. Right, yeah. If I'm going to go that route, which is way different than I play. -hmm. But he's kind of looking at.
1: Yeah, so how do I achieve yeah. how do I yeah. basically achieve what I'm doing here yeah. but right. in modern. Yeah.
0: So I, I, I think that to go into modern, especially with an Ultraman team, there's two lines of thought right now. Mm-hmm. One is trying to trying to keep with clear the field, swing in with front, front line as much as uh, as fast as I can to do all my damage. The other one, which is we're we're seeing a little bit of resurgence, and it's the, the team that I, I kinda like playing a little bit better, um, is the one against many route or as we call it around here. Betrayal Plus. Betrayal Plus. <laughs> why didn't they just name it <laughs> they that? They should have just <laughs> named it that. <laughs> Betrayal Plus. Um, so that, that's why I think there's two routes to go. And if we want to kind of keep with the front line route, well, one card I do recommend him putting in, um, because we'll have to take out in prison, so the only other card that I can think of right now that would do a mass field clear kind of like that would be um, End of Days, mm. where... You, you yeah, but I th- each player KOs all all their all their characters except they choose except one to save, one. and then everything else
2: gets blown up. I would say superhero still works because you need to have the churn. <laughs> See that's yeah, and, and that's and where I was going to, with that too. Was, and they're going to have to KO to stop the churn, mm-hmm. and that still opens yeah. up a spot for yeah. Yeah. my swing. Yeah.
1: yeah so, so so you could so I mean to supplement the the ramp and the, that you're going to get from PXG, you just take out that. And then you slide in well, registration, so, so you can churn through everything yeah,
0: quickly. So, so that's an, that's kind of another route. But what I so the reason I would say that is you you'd use that, and then you have the back cave. That when your opponents are KO'd, you put them in the back cave. Mm. And then the nice thing about Ultraman is you're triggering it in your main step. Yeah. That's the one time you can release the back cave. Mm. Sure, all your your characters are still at one cost but more than likely your opponent has an open field and this and this is a tribute to you is I'd put a Scarecrow on that team <laughs> just to mm-hmm. steal that last one over yeah.
2: too. So, uh, well, it's I would also say good the front the line, line is... Yeah. I, I would say front line is a little tougher in in modern, so I'd probably, instead of mm-hmm. looking to deal them all that attack yeah. and, because yeah. Cause, it's, cause, it's harder to get a multiple characters yeah. out. We're talking mm-hmm. energy fixers and, and those. I would look at the Betrayal Plus, which kind of gives the same idea in the sense that it's it's uh, it's quick damage mm-hmm. with my basic action, yeah.
0: and you're it's not, just, like you're, well, you're it's not also, attacking. It's at
1: that also point. guaranteed yeah. damage because even if they have an empty field. Because one thing I noticed was when I played against you, I also played against Zach yesterday. Was whenever you went to go uh, trigger the the one against many, it's plus two for like I had two characters in my field and I was taking um, four damage. You know, mm-hmm. so at that point, your opponent like want. To kind of combat that, what I found myself doing was like keeping my my field empty. Um, that way, when he did trigger... When either of you triggered it, I would only be taking two damage.
2: Yeah, and I, I just think the front line might fizzle a little bit yeah. Modern with mm-hmm. the speed. Now, I could be wrong, because what the front line would do... What the front line could do, though, is it's going to force my opponent to field characters, whereas with one against many, it's kinda gonna have the opposite. Mm. If I'm forcing my opponent to field characters, then I guarantee something for me to blank. Whereas, you know, if I don't have anything in the field, they have to have a sidekick. So you kind of gotta go down that route. My fear is the front line might fizzle just because with the speed, without PHG, without the ability to just field a bunch of sidekicks and I'm gonna have to use those sidekicks as a resource. The speed game is not going to be multiple characters attacking.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: It's it's typically going to be Ultraman, and I think the f- the one against many multiple times because we're looking at Kryptonite triggering multiple yeah. times, right? Mm-hmm. Especially if you provide some churn. So you're you know you're hitting three times over and over again, whereas. Does frontline stack. I, I think believe it, it does because mm-hmm. yeah.
0: it, it, it's not a continuous or a
2: while active. So. Yeah. So it's, it's just a matter of where yeah, it, it, you're it, looking to get it, the yeah. direct damage with one against many or the attack step. I would prefer the one against many myself on mm-hmm. this team, but... I can see the argument.
1: I think fun. yeah. I think it kind of also depends on your meta and how and how everybody else is around you playing. Do you do people see these Ultraman teams or do they see these you know bigger competitive teams and think okay, well I'm going to have to have a field to do this. I'm going to have to have a field to do that. And if in your meta you you usually have you know big giant walls, um, then then that's when you want the one against many. Right, I'd and say. then
2: you're going to have the the poisoning the well. Mm-hmm. I think is going to be ones that you would look at might be end of days which sounds weird because you're saying to add it but end of days or too big to fly those where it's actually going to take away my attacker but before i would get rid of ultraman i could say you know i could trigger that direct damage yeah so that's kind of why i would do it it's harder to get around the poisoning the well uh, because you you can't you can't fully control that right and you can't get around the the one against many like it (laughs) <laughs> it triggers yeah
0: yeah and i do recommend if you do play the one against many route get the rare storm from deadpool that is five extra damage mm-hmm. yeah. that your opponent cannot do anything about because it's five separate instances too so your opponent's not going to run in one storm damage mm-hmm. right? right so even if they take their one one against many you still just did five damage on a Kryptonite yeah. die, mm-hmm.
2: so so that's probably where I would go with the basic actions. Yeah. I think I, – I like the churn with Ultraman. I do too. Having never played it but I like against it, if if my opponent is churning, I am scared.
1: Me too. I, I've been in many, many a game where I start seeing my opponent churn into their bag because I know what's in their bag, and they just need three more kryptonites or whatever like that. Or even back when um, the Canadian Nats uh, – I was playing against Brock, actually. He, he was playing the Canadian Nats team. Um as soon as I saw that he was going into this bag kind of churning through with his resu- ring resurrection thing, I knew that he was going to pull those kryptonites and start blinking everything that i had and so as soon as as soon and so that 's why i i pref- i would prefer the registration act is because yeah. you get th- you di- you can dig through your bag so yeah. much more and that's
0: why I actually like leaning that way too because not only is it allowing you to churn through your bag, it is either churning through your bag or they're thinning your field, and ultraman is not a not a not a weak yeah, character. No, he's yeah. a six, well, six. well, what what I'm you're really like, hey. doing?
2: I know we're replacing a character with basic action, but what this is going to do is kind of going to look at replacing the Professor X. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's going to replace the churn and the ramp, but I would look more at the churn than than I would the ramp. Like you're drawing two to three dice, and and I actually like it. Even purchased, I know most people think of it only triggering. With Ultraman, but purchasing one of those superheroes when you're playing Ultraman is a lot tougher to deal with. It is Mm -hmm. is
0: totally awesome because when I was playing it, I sometimes all my bag would be sidekicks, superhero registration acts, and kryptonites. That is such a hard decision as a defending player. Are Mm -hmm. you going to let me draw one of those? And even if I don't draw a kryptonite, I have a high chance of. Pulling, pulling something to cause me to pull even more, well, all the while and all the while, storms usually on the field. That hey, here take right.
2: more damage, here. take a damage every time yeah. I play so, one of these. So yesterday, I ended up playing Zeg twice: first game of PDC and last game of the PDC. And he plays Ultraman without buying a superhero, and I still regret in the first game I did not math the die, but there was a turn I could have. If I had not swung in thinking that he was gonna trigger Ultraman, I could have mathed and I knew that he was I found out as soon as he pulled four sidekicks, I realized I should've I should have known that. But I wasn't gonna waste the time. We didn't have a lot of players here, so I was just pretty casual. But so that without buying superhero, your opponent can do that. So you need to remember if if I happen to get a really bad draw and Pull an Ultraman and three sidekicks, and then I only have four sidekicks. And in my bag, then you're looking at at minimum two turns before your combination triggers. Mm-hmm. And that's why I think the churn is so big. So with the Professor X, I would replace with superhero, and that's kind of my spiel on why I would do that.
1: Yeah. yeah. Um, and like as for the blue eyes, I think maybe, um, maybe doing an energy fixer. I think like Merlin, yeah. um, just mm-hmm. to kind of get you just like I was saying, just to kind of get you into that Ultraman at least, at least buying him turn two. Yeah. um, may not be able to prep him, but if you're, I mean, if you're going second, you'll be able to prep him, but, um, but yeah, if if you're going for but if you're going first, you might want to just be able to do that so you can buy them, at least. And I wasn't the a big
2: fan of the energy fixers at first. Mm. I think I, I was. Vocal I, think that, vital. But I think they're yeah. awesome. I think they're awesome. think and they give you a secondary wind condition.
1: Uh-huh. Well, half of them,
2: I'd say. Right, but the but the, the ones, that ones that we're matter, talking yeah, about. Uh-huh. So that bolt, I I think you're right. I mean, I like Grodd. I prefer the fist, but I think mm. you're right. The bolt would probably. Be more of a guarantee to make sure you can get that okay. ultramanic kryptonite,
0: and, and you know. So before we sign off in terms of brewing this, how do you? What about that paracrack? I'll keep,
1: keep I, it. I, I, you D- keep it. dude. D-
0: Diego and I were like, we're we're keeping it because yeah. I like the consistency. But Russ, I want to hear your thoughts yeah. on that paracrack. Do you? Yes or no. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: The Look on his face is just like for this specific team. I hate to say it, but I would probably keep it because he is if just you cringing. if you whiff on the Ultraman Kryptonite roll, you know this, Kevin, because I played you yesterday. I yeah. only beat you because I couldn't you roll didn't a blocker roll on that last turn. Yeah.
1: Well, and that, so, is, and that like speaks I, to my game as well. When I played against Zach, he could not roll his Kryptonite. For the life of him, just to get the energy to... Like, he didn't even buy Ultraman until, like, turn four or five or something like that. For
2: the most part, you only need to have this trigger once. Mm -hmm. I had Zach down in life every turn, and he would... You hit a point where they go on a continuous rant of die, which drives me crazy that you can't interrupt it, but they can go on for, like, five minutes churning and Mm -hmm. peeing, churning and peeing, churning and peeing, and... That's the only reason I'd keep parallax on because mm-hmm. I hate to say it, but it's, you need to roll. Yeah, Zach, you need to roll more <laughs> than draw. So, Ooh.
0: <laughs> Ooh. Wow, we're just ki- we're, that, that <laughs> I feel like we're just kicking you uh, down at that point when you're saying
2: that.
0: <laughs> um, and then,
2: basically, those few changes is pretty close to what he had uh-huh. as far as what mechanics you want yeah. and what the purpose is yeah. for the mechanics. Mm-hmm. And,
0: and, and what I do want to recommend, especially... To you, Andy is practice a lot of mirror matches yeah i I, I, I feel like this team when you 're playing a mirror match, you need to know all those situations very very well because there's Almost zero room for error because little room for error, you just opened it up for your opponent to have a chance to
1: count. Yeah, it's just like any of the other one, any of the other um, you know top tier competitive teams. You know, if if you were running, if you were decided to run a bard, you had to practice the crap out of it. Um, You had to practice. You were a ring team. You have to Mm -hmm. practice that to the t to know. Okay, this turn, if I get this, this is what I have to do, and so on and so forth. Yep.
0: And I also have to apologize. I think I said your last name wrong, but it's Andy England, which I think is even cooler because he he's a UK he's you're the
1: UK America. winner. That's so so I would, much
2: cooler. I would say mirror matches ring team so you got to work some speed there and then uh like a raven something that's going to lock mm-hmm. down yeah something that won't let you target yeah. right you got to be I mean there is ways around it you can sidekick your own your own uh blink your sidekick but you have to I would work on that purchase order yeah. and being able to have that sidekick. Yeah, kick.
0: know those situations where, like, how am right. I going to make being able to target something
2: right? And you know, Zach had a uh, Star Labs on his team for churn. That may be an option. I know mm-hmm. others are running that as well, and that actually is what saved Zach in my game against him because he was able to blank the sidekick without him having sidekicks out. He he, we had one turn where he couldn't, you know, he couldn't blank anything, mm-hmm. so. Star Labs is definitely another option if you're looking for globals. Uh, I would say, and I don't think she's coming out before Origins, but post-Origins I think you're looking at also dealing with Wonder Woman where you can't mm-hmm. use the globals, that kind of stuff, so expanding that way. But for the next few weeks without her out, global away. Yeah,
0: and, and, and the most important thing, um, and I'm, I know I'm just speaking to you, Andy, this time, but if you're at Origins, please, please come say hi to me. I Really want to meet you because <laughs> I mean, you got to defend the UK, right? When
1: you're <laughs> uh, pussy's he, playing, play, he, he's playing your guy there, you know. Yeah. He's Ultraman's been your guy since yeah. the beginning, so he, I'm not gonna lie, but Ultraman started betraying me because he'd stop rolling. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, but so yeah, that's our Brewing buddy segment. Like we said at the top of the segment, we want to hear your guys's you know feedback too about this team. What else could could Andy put on this team? Because we're I think this is a very yeah. popular yeah. Yeah, team, I is, is, think that's why we, yeah, brought and, it up. and I, I think I. I speak to all as we kind of all agree with that open source kind of mm-hmm. mentality where we're, we we want to hear feedback about different teams and stuff. I think it helps out the community as well. Yep. And so if you have a team that you're brewing and like, oh, I would love to make this work and stuff, and you want us to feature this on on this show, shoot us an email or messages, and please, I, I'm asking specifically say that, hey, could you feature this on Brewing Buddies? Because mm-hmm. we do get other people sending their teams in saying, hey, could you help us with this? And we for those ones... just we we need a way to sift yeah, through... We, we, well, we don't put those in there because it could be like, oh, I want to keep this a secret or not. So that's why as long as you say, hey, it's okay to put this into Brewing Buddies, we'll put it on the list. And like I said, if we start getting a large backlog, this this could be a you know more regular occurrence than just once a month. Um, gentlemen, thank you so much. I, I, I mean, I love talking to you guys about Dice Masters. I love talking to you guys about other things, but it always ends up being about Dice Masters again. So, yeah. Um,
1: so We have a great time here. Yeah, so we'll see you guys all later.
0: And that's it for this episode of the Double Burst podcast. We would love to hear from you guys. Do you hit yourself in this game, or do you have suggestions for our brewing buddies? Shoot us an email at doubleburst at ktdata.net, or leave it on our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash doubleburst. Check out doubleburst.com for past episodes, places to subscribe so you automatically get the show, and our Batman review stuff, it's all there. Big shout out to the guys who went down to the WKO in Vegas and all the guys over there. We met some cool people and it was an awesome event. Big thanks to Game Haven Sandy for giving us a place to record. If you guys live in Utah, make sure you check them out. If not, check them out online at yourgamehaven.com. Of course, big thanks to everybody who listens to the show. Everybody on the team appreciates it. And until next time, my friends, may your dice rolls be ever in your favor.